0: You're listening to Shot Callers with Kyle Brandon and Joe McCucci, part of the 48 Minutes Podcast Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to this week's edition of Shot Callers on the 48 Minutes Basketball Network. My name is Joe McCucci, and joined with me, as always, my good buddy Kyle Brandon. And Kyle big night tonight we uh we got some all-star announcements
1: We did we got our first glimpse of who's gonna be starting for the all-star game um some stuff that we did expect and some stuff that I don't think everyone expected so
0: yeah very excited to get into the the starters and captains a, a little bit later in the show but as always can't kick off a show without doing a little bit of love to see it hate to see it so uh, Kyle I'll go ahead and uh, I'll rip mine first. Um, And my love to see it this week, you know, we've been big fans of this rookie class so far this season. Um, Obviously Cade, um, been very impressed with Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, um, even guys like uh, Ayo Dinsumu uh, from the Bulls. But a guy that I feel like has been a little forgotten about, uh, mainly because his rookie teammate has been pretty darn good this season, Jalen Suggs. And uh, for good reason, Suggs missed about 20 games uh, in November, December. But since his uh, in his seven games since returning from injury, he's kind of starting to figure things out, Kyle. um, just going to run a, a little bit of numbers by it. His first 21 games, he was getting 12 points a game on 33% shooting, three, ra- three rebounds a game, three assists per game, three turnovers a game. The turnovers, that's, you're going to get that out of any rookie uh, guard in this league. But in his seven games coming back, the scoring has only gone up a little bit, 14 points per game. But he's on 48% shooting, um. Now, the three-point stroke still hasn't really come. He's still in, like, the mid-20s on that, but he's also getting five rebounds a game, five assists per game as well. Um, so you're seeing ups kind of in the areas that matter, um, and I was kind of kind of trying to find out why this is happening, and Nikias Duncan from Basketball News actually put an article out about Jalen, uh, I want to say about a week ago now, and one of the biggest reasons that he noticed is Jalen Suggs is finally starting to drive a little bit more, with more confidence, and uh before his injury he was only converting about 35 and a half percent of his drives now it's up to over 55 percent. and you know the one thing that we really talked about coming in was his athleticism and his aggressiveness uh it's nice to see that starting to come back he still has a little bit to work on on the defensive end but what rookie doesn't um but it's just nice to see that guy that you know we were all dumbfounded when toronto didn't take him uh when he fell to the magic so it's nice to see him starting to figure out his way
1: Yeah, I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like I've watched too many uh, Orlando Magic games, to be honest. They do play my Detroit Pistons tomorrow night, so I was planning on watching them tomorrow. Um, But it is good to see Suggs kind of back in the limelight, because right before the draft, he was one of the guys. And then kind of on draft night, it it flopped. And then uh, from draft night till really up until about the last, you know, last recent stretch, he's been the odd man out for this draft class. We've really celebrated so many of the guys that got taken right before him and right after him, including his own teammate. And so, um, I think he was like almost forgotten about kind of thing, like outside the top 10 on, on a lot of people's like rookie rankings and stuff like that, or redrafts or whatever. And so it's nice to see him come back because there was a lot of reasons to be excited about him. And they can use something down there, in yeah. uh, in Orlando with uh, you know the Jonathan Isaac out and um, you know they're probably gonna they're probably gonna be sellers at the deadline. They have the worst record in the league, so Terrence Ross is probably gonna be someone that's moved in the next couple of weeks. Probably Gary Harris as well. So um, I mean that just opens up more playing time for him. So hopefully we continue to see it because. It, you just don't want to see a team that's nine and forty, you know what I mean? That's it, it's never fun. It's not competitive. So yeah, um, he he was so so cool to watch. Um, at, like really, at the end of that tournament, making that tournament run. So I would just love to see that at a higher level in Orlando.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, I'd be lying if I said. I've been watching a ton of tape on the guy. I mean, the, what got me kind of digging on how he was looking over the past couple of games was that dunk he had against the bulls on Sunday night. I mean, I saw that and that kind of is what got the gears from me. Like, eh, how has he been looking since coming back? So yeah, I'm yeah. with you there, man. I haven't watched a ton of magic. I don't advocate for watching a ton of magic basketball. <laughs> that team is terrible. But uh, again, it, it, like you said, he, as much as I dislike Gonzaga, it, I mean, he was incredible in that run down the stretch and, there were a lot of high hopes and it 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 is just very nice to see him figuring out but Kyle what what you got for for love to see it this week so uh without
1: without going too much into the um starting lineups for the all-star games my love to see it is the starters for the uh, front court in the eastern conference it just felt so obvious so clear I love these three. I love the idea of these three playing together in a, like, just, I don't know. I just, I, I I, love the combination of these three. You get KD, Joel Embiid, and Giannis. It makes all the sense in the world. All deserving. Joel Embiid has been on an absolute tear. Shaq, the other night, um, said that he was the, the scariest man in the league. Um, tonight, you heard Charles Barkley say that he is the... Uh, in Charles Barkley's words, the unanimous MVP, um, which which is saying a lot because I feel like every two weeks we have someone where we go, hey, they're the clear MVP. Look at how they're playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really the like he has six games of 40 plus points. Fourteen of his last 15 games he scored over 30 points. Fourteen out of 15. 30 plus. Uh, and he has 21 games total for the year. His PER for this season is the 6th highest PER of all time for a single season. 6th highest ever. I will note though, the absolute number one highest PER in NBA history. I was going to say.
0: Yeah, I was going to say your guy Jokic is is on number it one pace right now. It is Jokic this
1: year. Yeah. This year. Um isn't that so crazy it, that
0: we're witnessing two top 10 player efficiency performances in the same season?
1: We are and and we saw this in 2019. 2020 season with Giannis um, having that crazy season and again that was a top five PR season of all time he clearly won the MVP award and we didn't really think about it now we kind of have um, you know Curry has fell off in the last month's shooting since he got the record um, but I think he's still going to be in that discussion KD's hurt And so now you kind of look a little more towards the Joel Embiid's and the Nikola Jokic's and, um, and really it's like (laughs) two all time, two all time seasons. Um, But really like what Giannis is doing is also MVP worthy. I think that we just still have some Giannis fatigue. So the fact that you have like three MVP caliber people in this front court is so cool and, and the stretch that Joel and Bead's going on, I I just I'm excited to see that.
0: We can only hope that by the grace of the basketball gods, when the draft does happen for the rosters, that they all three somehow still end up on the same team as well. Because uh, mm. I want to see it so it, bad. It needs
1: to, yeah. <laughs> it needs to. Yeah. Hell I, yeah. But yeah. that that takes me to to my hate to see it. I'm gonna stay with the uh, with the All Star selections. My hate to see it is actually. No starters on either team uh, from either one seed. We have Miami as the one seed, and we have Phoenix as the one seed. And just like it happened to Utah last year at, at the at the All Star break, we don't have any starters from those teams. Jimmy Butler could have uh, could have been starting. Uh, you know, I just talked about how good the Eastern Conference front court is, so I don't think Bam gets in over those guys. But then you look at Phoenix, um, you know, John Morant, he deserves it. Steph Curry, he deserves it. I get it. But to not have Chris Paul in there does feel really bad. That team has nine players that average 10 plus points. And Chris Paul is just the engine that runs that team. It's such a consistent team. Everybody's eaten. And he's the chef that's cooking it all up, leads the league in assists. It's really his best season for assists since he was in, um, uh, um, L.A. Sorry, (laughs) Um, better than any of his seasons in Houston, better than his season in in OKC. Um, I mean, Chris Paul is just—it's incredible what he does. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I, Devin Booker too. You're right. You want to see him? It just yeah we're going to get into the inefficiencies in how we name the starters. Um, but it just feels bad to not have like Devin Booker, or Chris Paul, or or Jimmy Butler or something like
0: that. I, I would say this, um, in def- I don't even want to say in defense, but why I can understand why no Heat players made the starting lineup. And that is simply because they do only have like a half game lead over the Bulls. And it, I don't know when voting closed. It could have closed while Chicago was still the one seed. That that makes sense. But Phoenix has had the one seed in the league in the West for, I want to say like a month now. So I I, I don't understand how no Phoenix players got in on that front. But I, I will hold, kind of like you said, we're going to get into this a little bit deeper later on in the show. But I, I definitely do think it's it, it's weird. I mean, it's not like Phoenix is this secret team anymore. Like they've, they're the reigning conference champs. And then the number one team in the league, that is like a, that's a huge blunder, uh, on all fronts that nobody from that roster is starting. I say that, but I might be eating my own words here in like 20 minutes when we start breaking down (laughs) the guys on the West. So we'll see. Yeah, We'll see. Well, Kyle, I, I, I will, uh, I'll get into my hate to see it in, I don't know if necessarily this is the hate to see it for you or I, but for the rest of the league, look out. You're going to hate to see this because my friend Kyle, we're going on a little Wolves Watch, a little segment within a segment. (laughs) The Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, we are recording this before they tip off against Golden State tonight, so that could change by the time you listen, so don't come at us. But as of right now, They are over 500, baby. They are 7th in the Western Conference. They are 8-4 and in the month of January. I would hate to have to match up against this team the way they are playing right now. Let me just run the numbers of our lovely big three that we love from this team so much. Ant1, our sweet child. Mm. 24 points per game. 47% shooting. 41% from three. Four rebounds per game. Three assists per game. Almost two steals a game he's eaten. Again, this is our this is all in the month of January. Um Cat 23 points per game, 54% shooting, 35% from 3, 10 rebounds a game, 3 assists per game, almost a steal a game and a block a game. Delo's at 20 points per game. I saw people saying that as crazy as it is, we're going to talk about anthony dave or anthony edwards oh my goodness uh anthony edwards and cat as potential all-star guys but i've seen people saying that d deserves all-star consideration right now 20 points per game on 50 percent shooting 40 percent from three seven assists per game two rebounds a game and almost a steal per game this team is dare i say starting to put it together a little bit they they really are turning into what we have hoped for a while now it's it is definitely fun to see if you are a fan of this young core. But if you're the rest of the league, I'm hating to see this because that's just another threat out west, the sleeping giant, if you will. Um, so I uh, hate it for the rest of the league. <laughs> love it for us. So I don't know if it if it counts as a hate to see it, but... Oh, we'll our, count it. It's, it's our count, show. So Count that baby counting. and a
1: foul. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say that the weird thing when you look at their recent schedule, wins over the Nets... And a win over the Warriors, you are like, oh, those are those are great wins, but then they're most like they lost to the Hawks, who's a twelve seed, right? (laughs) They lost to the Pelicans, like, and these this is within their last ten games, yeah. Um, So it's just a really, really you don't always know who you are getting when you uh, when you go against the Timberwolves, but man, do we love them.
0: Oh, we, we absolutely love them. It's yeah. It's just nice. We hadn't done a Wolves Watch in a while either, so I figured, yeah, let's, let's sneak one in yeah. there real quick before we go on. So a yeah. little mini Wolves Watch. But also, uh, this was almost a hate to see it. Ant's uh, knee injury the other night, that looked way more serious than it was, but <laughs> he's fine. Shrugged it off like a champ. Of course. Of course. Bawling out. So, it's what he does. We, yeah. I let me ask you this, Kyle, do you, uh, I know, I know the betting favorite right now for most improved is John Morant and Darius Garland is also in that conversation, but is Anthony Edwards in the conversation for most improved this year for you? Or yeah, is it hard, or is it hard to it's, it's justify tough with that for a second year, year guy? Yeah, it's tough with second year guys,
1: right? Cause yeah. you, you do expect them to take that leap. Um, but I don't think people realize how much of a leap it is. Um, I mean, Anthony Edwards, through his first 33 games, is averaging exactly what Jalen Green is averaging through his first 33 games. Just to kind of put that in perspective, like, Jalen Green has been pretty underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, just pretty normal. And that was really through the first half of the season. That's what Anthony Edwards was producing last year. And now, I mean, he's like, you know, like a guy that's that could be in the all-star conversation right like yeah i think it's a huge improvement especially for the second year um but i think what we're seeing out of cleveland with garland is extremely impressive especially with them being um so high in the in the standings and then john morant do i agree that he should be in that conversation maybe not but like if he is in the conversation, you obviously have to give it to him, right? Cause he's Absolutely. in the MVP conversation. So like, of course he's going to be in the most improved player conversation at the top of it, if he's included. So yeah. yeah,
0: it's, it's definitely something to, I, like I said, I wouldn't expect Anthony Edwards to get it, but I, I feel like it, he deserves to be in that most improved conversation a little bit more. He's just yeah. been, he is turning into such a focal point for that team. He, he I mean, he's looking like the number one pick uh next to another number one pick in cat it's 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 very cool seeing that roster really start to blend and, and the potential finally kind of turning over but we've yeah. got other things to get to tonight Kyle I'm not going to drag on this hate to see it wolves watch collab too much
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah and and really before we get into these uh, these all-star results for the starters I did want to make a special announcement I did oh, want yep. to
0: let me, before, before we do this, before yeah. we do this, let me, let me wrap up Wolves Watch with the, oh, one last. Okay. Ow. Ow. <laughs> all right, all right. Um,
1: I wanted to formally and officially welcome you to the Brotherhood, to the Church of Tankathon. You have officially arrived. Your team is now officially dog shit enough to where <laughs> you have the fortune, the, uh, the privilege, really. Of going on to tankathon.com every single day and only but once a day hitting that spin. Oh, yes. And just praying that your team gets a top three draft pick and then just imagining your team with whatever players in there. So uh, I want to I want to welcome you. This is a fantastic opportunity for you to uh, for you to take a spin. Yes. Tell us for you to sim lottery. Let us know what what those results are, and, and really breathe it in.
0: Yes, and and just You're for those at home, yeah for for those at home wondering how we got to this conclusion um, last night, my my Indiana Pacers decided <laughs> they would just give up a franchise <laughs> record one hundred and fifty eight points. Yeah, to the that's Charlotte how you know Hornets. it's. Yeah, pack it in. And uh, and let me tell you, you would think I would be broken from this. But instead, I saw the light. I saw the opportunity that was presented before me. I saw firsthand what the tankathon mm. had done for others in my co-host last season. Mm. I, I was you' given year. others. yes I my co <laughs> I I spun for this man last year. and now it's it, this is like an endearing moment for the both of us. I feel like we are in we are truly in this together. Mm. Your your pissons are in the hunt for another top 3 and now my paces are there too so Kyle I will, I will go ahead and do my first official uh spin as a clergy member at this point so let's see what we get oh right oh Kyle for my good spin it, good news for me not as good for you okay uh, Orlando gets the number 1 pick the New York Knicks somehow weasel their way up to number 2 we sure. hate that, but my Pacers at number three, that there puts me in the that puts me in the Jabari, Chet, Paolo range. Yeah, I love that. Uh, your Pistons are at five okay. in this sim. So, All right. I I am truly happy to be here and to be hopefully cleansed by the waters of the Almighty Sim. What 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 is your spin looking like tonight?
1: Listen, a, a lot of people have. Have these basketball teams that they turn on, you know, three times a week. They watch their basketball team play. Well, I have something better, right? I have Tankathon. Yes, I have sir. two years of Tankathon. So with my spin, let's see what we get. Uh, okay, well, okay. Uh, Detroit, Detroit with the sixth pick, Indiana with the seventh. So there you go. Ugh.
0: that's my. Who's who's the number one? Is it Orlando on Houston, yours too? It's
1: Houston, San Antonio yeah so any houston fans out there there you go
0: yeah congrats you houston was number four on mine so. well we are here oh. we are here if you if you care to join us in the daily spins please make sure to send your spins our way only one per day though only one only one per day so make sure you're make sure you're spinning it when you feel it's most like, aligned with the tank it's
1: like nba wordle
0: yeah that's a cool. the one or would you say Wordle is like an app version of Tankathon spin? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah. All righty. Well, now that we have had our uh our little uh I guess my my uh my baptism into yep. the church, I think it's time we finally get into the meat of this episode. Let's break down these all-star rosters, Kyle. So for those who don't know, uh, By now, the all-star captains and starters were announced on Inside the NBA tonight. Uh, Probably not a shocker to anyone that LeBron James was one of the captains. Uh, There was a bit of, I don't want to say uncertainty, but curiosity as to who the second captain was going to be. Was it going to be Giannis, KD, Steph, um, maybe even Luca by an off chance? Uh, But it was KD, so we're going to have Team LeBron versus Team Kevin Durant. LeBron going for the... Pete as an all-star captain this year uh, in his hometown of Cleveland. So we'll definitely see how that works out. But Kyle, let's go. Uh, I know the teams are not going to be by conference, but yeah. uh, we'll go through the starters by conference and kind of talk about what we like, what we don't like, and uh, you know, right. just break it down. So for the West, in the front court, obviously LeBron is there because he is one of the captains. We have Nikola Jokic and Andrew Wiggins was the third named starter for the Western Conference front frontcourt. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh,
1: so let's start there, right? Let's just, uh, for, yeah, let's just get off. into Wiggins now. <laughs> yeah. So obviously Wiggins is the one that stands out there. Right now he is the number one trending topic nationwide on Twitter. Um, everyone's talking about does he belong, does he not? <laughs> If you don't want Wiggins in there, all of a sudden you're a casual and you haven't been watching the Warriors all year and you don't understand it and blah, blah, blah. Well, here's what I know, okay? I know that Andrew Wiggins right now is seen as this guy that is revived and and it's a great comeback story. The story I see, I see a guy that's, Exceeding expectations as a result of a career of not meeting expectations. We have raised the bar so low for Andrew Wiggins that he's doing it. He's he's doing pretty much what we expected him to do four years ago. Um, and I'm just, I'm not impressed enough to say that he's a starter. I think that he's going to be sharing the court with LeBron, KD, Curry, Giannis, uh, Embiid, like, Jokic, these people that are literally either all-time players, all-time statistic leaders, like champions, um, MVPs, and it's just not the company that Wiggins keeps. It Wiggins is, right now, uh, He he's had a, a mediocre career, right? This season is the third lowest scoring average he's ever had. It's the third lowest rebounding average he's ever had. It's the third lowest assist average he's ever had the absolute lowest um steals average he's ever had and the second lowest block average he's ever had this isn't like some crazy uh, resurgence where like he's blowing it out the water statistically on offense he's not getting a ton of steals or, or blocks comparatively to what he's done previously he's 38th in the league in scoring behind guys like Vucevic behind guys like Norman Powell. He's more efficient this season, which I'll give to him. But if you want to tell me it's about defense, then I would tell you to look at his team. Draymond Green is uh, clearly a better defender. Um, If you're going to tell me it's about offense, then let's give it to Anthony Edwards, who we just talked about, who's played more minutes. Carl
0: Anthony Towns.
1: Exactly. Anthony Edwards has played more than half his minutes at forward this season. Carl Anthony Towns has been playing great. Anthony Edwards averages more points and rebounds than him. Like if it's about more talent, then Lucas should be starting. If it's about the best player this season in the West, Chris Paul should be starting. There's whatever metric you want to give me, whatever reason you want to give me, I, I'm I'm telling you, Wiggins is not that guy. This is not the company he keeps. It it doesn't make sense to me. And it feels like, I don't know, hip NBA kind of already made up their mind that, like, no, Wiggins is playing good and stuff like that. And I'm just still not convinced.
0: I think the easiest way this can be weeded out is to just look at the other starters. Every other starter that was named tonight is the guy on their Mm. team. They are. Without doubt, the de facto alpha on their team. Like you, literally, you cannot make that argument against any of these. Like, maybe maybe Demar DeRozan, but really this season, Demar has been. I think Demar has He's been that the guy. guy for Chicago, it, even though Zach Levine very much could have been a starter as well. I I genuinely believe that. But you know what I'm saying, Charles Barkley. I can't believe I'm using him as my defense here, but he made a really good point. Andrew Wiggins is like the third or fourth guy on that Warriors team. He really is like once clay is fully healthy and back Wiggins is the third or fourth guy on that team. He is a, he is very much a beneficiary of being on the Warriors. And I, I, I am totally fine with him being an all-star. Like he, if he was named a reserve, I would not be batting an eye because I do think he is, he is very much worthy of being in Cleveland. But, I'm just going to go back to this one. He is not the guy on his team. There are other players this season that have been the guy for their respective teams that could be starting in that spot instead. So that's where I'm going to leave it on Wiggins. Cause I, I feel like you hit the nail on the head, you know, pretty much. But yeah, I, he's definitely the one guy I would, I would figure out a way to replace it with another player. Um, yeah. hundred percent.
1: And, yeah. and LeBron and Jokic Again, Jokic, you're not going to find anyone higher on Jokic this season. I wrote an article, um, two, in November two months ago about why Jokic is, you know, and his case for MVP. And now it's looking like I, I haven't checked the the betting odds, but yeah. I got to imagine he's he's right there with Embiid. Um, yeah, I mean, and statistically, I, he's got an incredible case.
0: I would, I would also argue as well. I mean, obviously, he didn't get this last season as the one seed, but like, you could have even put Rudy Gobert as one of the. Mm-hmm. I know we love dogging on the Jazz and Gobert in particular. But I mean, dude, putting up sixteen fifteen. Yep. Like, compared that to, and if we're going off of defense, like, it's Rudy Gobert. And That's so at least I, an argument I
1: understand more.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, I know Gobert has missed his fair share of games this season too, but it's just there are definitely better choices that could have been starting over Andrew Wiggins, and I th- I think I think a lot of, a lot of people messed up on that one. But let's get into the the backcourt real quick for the West. Um, oh yeah, because this is where this is where kind of this is where it turns. We feel a little bit better. Steph obviously, and the second backcourt spot in the West. I think a lot of people assumed was probably gonna be Luca. He was a starter last year. He's been good this season. But instead, Ja Morant, baby, gets yeah. that dark mode. Let's go. Dark mode is a starter. It is so deserved for Ja. I um out of all the uh starter announcements, this was definitely the most excited I got. Um we have been outside of Minnesota, we've been banging the Ja Morant drum all season long. I mean, I don't know anybody who hasn't been to be completely honest, but yeah. it, it is just very good. Not good. It's awesome to see Ja get that start. Um, I know Kyle, you, you were talking about it earlier during hate to see it, how you wouldn't have minded seeing CP three or, I mean, I wouldn't have been upset if Devin Booker was in that spot either. Um, there has just been a lot of great guard play in the Western conference this season. Um, but well-deserved to John Moran. He he beat out some incredible company to get that second starter spot.
1: Yeah, this is exactly what my starting uh, Western Conference all-star backcourt ballot would look like. Um, I would vote for Steph and Ja, for sure. So um, no problem with this at all. Ja has been, you know, maybe not the, the player that some of these other bigs have been this season, but he has been like, the consistent spotlight guy, uh, the reason to make sure you're catching all the highlights, you know, all of that. He's been, he's been absolutely Hollywood, uh, carrying that team. Um, yeah, love to see him. Love to see him as a starter.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I think that's really all we got on the on the Western Conference. I mean, yeah. it's pretty. It's outside of Wiggins. It's very chalk. Um, uh-huh. So let's get into the East. Um, you kind of already talked about this Eastern Conference front court a little bit, but I'll run through it again. Uh, Katie is the captain. Giannis and Joel Embiid, just very. I've not felt uh, as so pro a specific part of the All Star lineup <laughs> as much as I have with uh, this front court. I saw that announcement and it was just like I was. I was like almost relieved to see it. Um, yep. cause I don't know what I would have done if somebody else was in that spot.
1: <laughs> it's bulletproof right there. That's yeah. it's perfect.
0: Signed, sealed, delivered. So we'll move on to the front court or the back court. Sorry. Uh, and in the back court, we did already talk about him a little bit. DeMar DeRozan gets an all-star mm-hmm. starter, not extremely well-deserved. Uh, and then this is probably the one in the Eastern conference that you and I both agree is, I don't know if you call it a head scratcher, but Trey young as an all-star starter, I know the stats are there, but Atlanta's the 12th seed. They, they've really not been great this season. I I, I don't know. Trey Young feels a bit off uh, being an all-star starter this season. I get it from the fan perspective, but the basketball, the, the, just the watching the Atlanta Hawks play perspective has me going, are we sure about this?
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, like it's not translating to wins. He is you know, he's like top five in field goal attempts and top five in points scored. He's been way more efficient this season, um, than he's been previously. And, um, I definitely understand the argument from a scoring perspective. Uh, but his team's also, you know, like what the 12th seed, they're not even in the play in game right now. And, and they're by like, they're supposed to be buyers at this upcoming trade deadline. Um, it's it's not looking great for the Hawks. A team that we said had so much talent, they had too much talent, but it was a great thing and that could potentially make them contenders. Um, they've fallen off pretty hard and, and this is a pretty big reward for the leader of a team that's fallen off that hard. Um, yeah. But again, I understand the statistical argument for it for sure. I mean, he's he's one of the best scorers in the league and that's that's kind of undeniable, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I, and I get that. And you know, how many years has like Bradley Beal been an All Star starter? That, yeah. that that we've gone like, oh, well, the Wizards are. Are we sure that? So, I get it from that standpoint. I just kind of look around and, you know, kind of shocked that James Harden doesn't find his way in there. Um, I know Lamelo Zach Levine, Zach Levine, of course. Uh, we Zach Levine. That. Um, I know his scoring numbers have not been this incredible, but even a guy like Lamelo, finding his way in there, I. I I know that's that one's a little more of a long shot. So is Fred Van Vliet uh, with as great of a season he has. But hey, Andrew Wiggins can be an all-star starter. Why, why not Fred Van Vliet? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Just feels like there there are some guards in the Eastern Conference that are getting overlooked on teams that are succeeding that are putting up all-star worthy numbers. But at the end of the day, it it's hard to argue against the star power that Trey Young does bring.
1: Yeah, and and 28, 9, and 4, right, on on yeah, good efficiency. Impressive. Yeah, 28, 9, and 4 is good. Um, but again, I, to me, I think the next closest one was Zach Levine. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, 25, 4, and 5 is, you know, on higher efficiency on a much better team. There's a, there's an easy case for that, too. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, Harden's got 23, 10 assists, 8, eight rebounds on a – 21 he's 21st in the league on efficiency as well he's right um,
1: he's right there with uh chris paul leading the league in in assists yeah
0: yeah so it, it definitely feels like he said it, the argue, the numbers are there for trey young the star power is there it's it's just weird with the hawks falling off the way that they have this season so maybe they'll string something together going into all you know the all-star break and maybe a john collins trade does go through that kind of kickstarts a turnaround for them but that yeah. was really the the only one in the east that really stuck out to me and and again the one that feels best is just that front court lineup and i, I love seeing demar Derozan get his get his flowers so absolutely yeah uh kyle anything else that you noticed about these uh the starters um before we kind of get into this next segment that i wanted to talk about with the all-star voting and rosters
1: no, no, I think um, I think you know there shouldn't be too many surprises on a night like this, yeah, um and I think we actually did get one or two, um, but really, this is you know this is pretty much what we expect, you know, yeah, um we're naming you know most of I, I know it's not just these are the top ten players in the league, but we are making you know two teams of, of the best players in the league, so no one's really shocked about the players that are on here
0: for sure. Let me ask you this: You are either LeBron or KD. I, you, well, I know you. You love KD, so you are KD in this situation. And let's say you end up with the number one pick. Who are you taking first out of the available field? I'm. I think I know who you're going to take. But who, who are you taking?
1: This might surprise someone. I'm taking Giannis. Uh,
0: th- I am that someone. I thought you were going to. I was almost convinced you're going to take Jokic. But yeah, I, I don't I, blame you. I, take- I would. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I would take Giannis. I think Giannis tries the hardest in these games. Um, I don't think he realizes that it's like a fun, just like joke game. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. Giannis is probably the closest thing to a KD stopper on this. Well, I mean, I know <laughs> KD's not playing, right? Like, <laughs> KD's health is the closest thing. But like, yeah, if I'm KD, I'm thinking how am I going to get my buckets? And I, it's <laughs> with having Giannis with me. So it. yeah, I think... I I still think he's like the hardest guy to probably defend, right? Yeah. So yeah.
0: That makes that makes sense. Uh, My other thing I wanted to to ask, because this is. uh, Oh well, wait. You gotta you gotta tell me. Oh, you you want me to tell you? uh, Mine's Giannis too. I I would take Giannis. I (laughs) thought you were gonna. Yeah. (laughs) I I I have Giannis. You have to pick someone else. Oh, oh, you want me to take? Okay, you want me to take my? Okay. All right. So Giannis is off the board. Um, You're LeBron. Uh, You got to pick. Um. I'm probably going to take.
1: I know. I, got, I already got the two best. So I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think what LeBron would do. I'm probably taking Steph Curry. You have the two Akron kids together on the same team. Yeah, that's the right Cle- call. Cleveland adjacent guys. So, big. Yep. It'd be the media, media darling call. So, I'll take Steph. So, my next question, kind of leading into. Kind of to go with all this is so this is the fifth year of uh, the captains draft format if I counted right. Um, do you think because you know they give us the east west for voting but they don't play as an east west they're drafted. Do you think the league needs to just move away from east starters west starters? Um, because I, I was kind of thinking about this tonight just because of I I almost feel like we need to just start rewarding the six best big men and the four best front court or backcourt guys, I'm even open to the idiot with it being such a positionless league now. Let's just have the top 10 guys be your starters. What's it going to hurt in a game like this? I I was just kind of, that's kind of my thought, because I just looking at guys like Devin Booker and Chris Paul not making it just because there weren't as many slots as for a front court guy. Um, so I, I would just love to, see, you know, where would you stand on that? Do you think we should keep it as is? Are there any changes you would make to the roster construction format of the all-star game
1: so i think if i had it my way i think i would keep it east and west but i would do any five in the east and any five in the west and then i would have them play east versus west i think that i like the idea of kind of the
0: you know you're playing
1: against yeah you're playing against your conference rivals i think there's something to that and um I don't know. I, I'd like to see that. It it gets really hard for me to like remember the games when they're drafted by, um, by like the different captains. Yeah, it'd be so much easier for me to remember. Like, okay, so like, who did Giannis play for last year? I'm, like, I don't remember what, you know, what captain pick, what, like. I don't. I don't remember any of that stuff. Um, I think he actually might have been a captain. I think Giannis actually, was a captain yeah. this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, like, you know, who, was, who were his teammates? And it's like, well, you know, his teammates should have been Joel Embiid last year, right? Like, yeah, that would just make all the sense in the world. Um, I don't know. I think that, that makes the most sense for me, uh, especially when we look back at it historically. I think that the West was probably waxing some ass for a while, and, and they wanted to make it look a little more fair. and
0: Yeah. Probably I, draw I some say, more
1: eyes and stuff like that. Yeah. I will say
0: I think they finally I mean the format of the game itself is awesome. They they have got that so perfect. So it's I think it's finally just I think I'm with you that I'd like to see a return to the conference versus conference. I'm I'm torn. I don't mind the draft because it feels more like the old playground pickup game thing, but I my my whole thing is I, I would love to see just the best five you know, best ten guys. I don't I don't care if you're a front court or a backcourt player. In today's NBA, it really does not matter. You got guys like Jokic running the point from the center position consistently. So that, yeah, that doesn't was a, that almost make it more fun? Yeah. Right? Like position yeah. just fully positionless basketball, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I I mean, I don't know if anyone would be watching at home being like Jokic is playing, but they don't have a true point guard on the floor. This is not <laughs> why did the West lose correct? the All
0: Star game? Well, they didn't have a proper, w- they didn't have a proper three running, <laughs> yeah. running swing I, I, plays. I don't know, that'd be f- it would make for it'd make for fun plays. I don't know, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. So let's let's move into this then. So we know our starters, and we've kind of talked about a few guys, but who are some locks for reserves or who are some. Guys that you should think should be, it would be a, a disservice if they weren't a reserve. So I, I kind of have a few names jotted down already. Um, so we've got Devin Booker, Zach Levine, Luca, Jimmy Butler, and CP3. Those are probably five pretty obvious locks for reserves. Who else? Who else are you expecting to see on that list of All Star reserves, or would like to see? Yeah,
1: um, I mean Harden, right? We want to see yeah. Harden. Um, obviously, we want to see the the two guys from the Suns. Um, I'd like to see Fred VanVleet out there. I agree. Honestly, Fred VanVleet, when he didn't have Siakam, it was a bit tough for him um, to have to create all the offense, but now that Siakam draws some people and can kick it out, I mean, Fred VanVleet is, his catch-and-shoot three is like one of the most dangerous shots in the NBA, and I just think he's elevated how much of a weapon he is offensively. And he's kind of the guy in Toronto. So we didn't really know if, like we were talking about earlier, Suggs, we thought that there was a chance Suggs was going to go there and and that he was going to potentially kind of run that team and everything like that. But um, Fred Van Fleet's really, really been impressive. And that was a guy I had a decent amount of doubts about um, going into the season. So Fred Van Fleet, I think, has earned it. And, and that's a guy that I'd like to see there.
0: Yeah, I, I think a guy that, uh I would really like to see is and I think it's going to happen because his his team city is hosting but I think Darius Garland is going to go. Mm. Um if it's not him then it's going to be Jared Allen it's going to be one of the two but I I would love to see Darius Garland um just the guy that's really kind of spearheading well depending on who you talk to the most improved player conversation and he he has really been such a catalyst for this Cleveland team this season they I mean, they just beat Milwaukee the other night it's just, uh, I think he deserves to be there. Um, obviously, we'd love to see Anthony Edwards or Carl Anthony Towns make it. Um, I think it's more realistic to think that Towns is the one from that Minnesota team that goes if he does. Um, but yeah, Dar- Darius Garland is probably my number one guy I would like to see on the reserves list.
1: Yeah, Darius, that's an excellent one. Um, that cast team has been so much better. It is always fun when you get like the home person. And so I would like to see that. This is the best start the Cavs have had to a season without LeBron in, in almost thirty years. I think since since ninety four and ninety five. They're eight and one in their last nine and they're doing it while they're down three, you know, potential starters in Colin Sexton, uh, Rubio, and, and Laurie Market, and I know that Laurie's not like necessarily a lock to be a starter, but a starter caliber, you know, player. Um, they did get that disabled player exception for Rubio. So I think they're going to be buyers at the deadline. Yeah. Um, And so I think they're going to have just even a better season. And I think at the end of the season, we're going to look back on it and be like, wow, this Cleveland team was really, really successful this season. And Darius Garland had an excellent season with the banged up Cavs team. And if he's not on the all-star team now, um, I think we could look back and regret that and be like, that's kind of silly that Darius Garland didn't make the team. So I I think that their arrow is pointing up now, and um, and I can see them making a move to where it's pointing up for the second half of the season, and and we should be you know taking the opportunity now to to get on the right side of history with the with the All Star voting and, and get them in.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Now with um, excuse me, you know we talked about Trey Young making it on a losing record team. Are there any guys on a team maybe in? either on the fringe bubble losing record guys that you think if you saw them on the all-star reserves list, you, you wouldn't bat an eye. You know what I mean? You'd be like, you know what? Yeah. I think he does deserve to be there. Any, any, maybe we'll call them long shot all-stars. Um, long
1: shot all-stars. Um, maybe like, (sighs) DeJounte Murray or that something. That is exactly like that. what I was gonna is say. That, okay. that, yes, okay. that is why Good. I brought I did it up. It. Okay. Hey, let's look at go. That. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe DeJounte Murray, but I, I don't know if I don't know if it's enough to be honest. I think he's a year away or maybe a year yeah. away from being a year away, but that's that's kind of like a losing long shot.
0: Yeah. Kind of thing. I, I pulled up his stats and I was like, "I'm gonna lob this out here see what Kyle says, and maybe yeah. I'll have an argument for design. That's funny. Yeah, I was just looking. at I mean, wait, I only bring it up. He's he's tr- he's right behind James Harden in efficiency this season. So it, yep. it that's kind of what made me kind of think about it. Um, yeah, and that's he's, really he's the only other
1: top five in the league in assists. I mean, he's he's been very productive. Yeah, and another
0: efficient. guy. I, I need Oklahoma City to figure it out or get Shea to another team because I'm ready for the Shea Gilgis-Alexander All-Star experience. That, I feel you. That needs to happen soon too, but it's definitely not going to be this year.
1: No no rookies on this All-Star team, do you expect?
0: You know, I, I thought Evan Mobley was probably the only one that would have an outside shot, and I know we kind of went through the rosters earlier this evening. Lame- Cade is putting up similar numbers to what LaMelo was last season. Lamelo won Rookie of the Year and didn't make the All Star team. Evan Mobley's putting up a little bit better numbers. He is the number three option on the team, or he. Is, I'm not. He's not putting up better numbers. That's. It. But he's like the yeah. favorite right now for Rookie sure. of the Year. I should say. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't think uh, with Darius Garland probably gonna be the guy that gets the nod from the Cavs. I don't think the Cavs will have two All Stars. And
1: if they did, Jared Allen is right there and, yeah. and probably more deserving. Yeah. Um,
0: but. i i wish the i wish mobley had a better shot at it i think it'd be it'd be cool to see but eh. yeah i'm not oh, i'm he, not gonna lose sleep over it
1: he's got plenty to make
0: yeah he'll be yeah. he'll be fine him listen if they go back to that if if they go back to east versus west evan mobley Kate cunningham scotty barnes Oof. your eastern conference all-star starters at some point
1: i'd oh, love to see it
0: it would be fun all right. Well, no. we, we'll we'll get a lot more into the All Star game once the reserves are announced in a few weeks. But Kyle, let's kind of shift into the uh, back end of the show here before we get into Shot Call of the Week. Anything we missed that you wanted to hit on or give a mention to? Um,
1: yeah. I mean, if I could just do this every single week, Cade looked great this week. <laughs> what up? Uh, he just looked. He looked fantastic. I. That's it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was shocked Cade. I was Kyle's shocked Cade that he wasn't corner. first in the rookie rankings, but I respect that Evan Mopley still. Yeah. Um, that's it.
0: Right on. Well, without further ado, let's get into shot colour of the week and bring this baby home. Yep. Kyle, what you got for shot caller of the week this week?
1: For my shot caller of the week, I have a guy that I never expected to uh, to put here, but I'm gonna give it to Chris Stapps Porzingis uh, for missing a layup. And I'll tell you why. Okay, so there is a guy, went on DraftKings, placed a $10 bet. This $10 bet was supposed to pay out $76,000. Um, it was a parlay of first baskets made, okay? He hit all of them. He got to the final leg, and all he needed was Chris Stapp's Porzingis to make the first basket, and this man turns $10 into seventy six grand. Tip off, they get the ball, they give it to Porzingis, He's in the lane, he's got an open layup, and he misses the open layup. It is, it's mind-blowing to me. It's actually the worst bad beat I've ever seen. Like, actually, ever. And <laughs> if, oh, I felt so bad, it it went viral, it got millions of views, and Porzingis saw it, and reached out to the person, didn't, didn't float him a check. I mean, come on, you could, you could float him a little bit. You're getting overpaid. Uh, you could you could float him a little bit of cash, but what he did do he signed a jersey for the guy, mailed it to him on the jersey. Um, he said, hey, sorry, I lost you 76 thousand dollars by missing a layup. So he was, you know he had fun with it, he acknowledged it. Um, it's it's the right thing to do after you just ruin this guy's life. That's great.
0: Yeah, I, I mean <laughs> <laughs> what a great what a great uh, comeback story. Question you know, mark, acknowledging it, mark. making yeah. a making a joke of it,
1: you know, just
0: <laughs> playing into
1: it. Nothing like a multi billionaire saying, "Hey, it. sorry,
0: you lost life changing money. Here's a jersey." It is, yeah, it is a, it is funny. It is good. Yeah. Shout out, shout out, Christophs. Yeah, Way what do go, you boy. what do you got? Um, my shot caller of the week this week. This is actually per your recommendation because I was kind of struggling, but uh, you know, I asked. I remember asking a couple months ago on the show, when we were talking about this guy, when all is said and done, would you rather see him as an analyst or as a coach? And the roundtable, I think at the time, when we were talking about it, I want to say it was you and maybe Tim and Sean were on the show that night as well. And we all said, You guys all said you'd like to see him as an analyst. And by golly, Draymond Green signs a deal with Turner. He's going to be an active in-studio analyst when his schedule permits for the Turner Network. He is great on TV whenever he is in the studio with the guys, so this is a natural fit. Um, I think they're saying it's like an active player deal in a first-of-its-kind situation, which feels a little weird to me because uh, I feel like You know, it's kind of similar to what ESPN does with Chine Ogumike of the LA Sparks, where, you know, she's an NBA analyst while the WNBA season is going on. Um, So I feel like that's being over, that's being expanded, but it's kind of a first of its kind, I guess, with an active NBA player. Um, Good for Draymond. Uh, I'm excited to hear him more consistently on the mic. I think his analysis of the game is fantastic, and he is just a great personality all around. 100%.
1: 100%. When you brought that up, I remember I said Draymond Green is the defensive version of Chris Paul. And just talking about how he does, like, all the right things, sets everyone up perfect, and is the smartest player on the floor. And we are going to see one of the smartest NBA players of my lifetime, at least. We're going to see him. And he also happens to be one of the most outspoken, charismatic um, guys in the nba right now and he's done stuff like uh like his own podcast series where he and he did that interview with kd that was excellent um he's been on hbo's the shop with lebron um so we've seen him have a ton of success in front of the camera and this is going to be an
0: absolute slam dunk so yeah could you imagine if uh chris paul were to go into analysis after his career is so over, we we could somehow end. I mean, Turner is already loaded for the future. They already got D Wade and Candace Parker on the desk. may I, oh my god! I'm already so stoked thinking about a desk of Candace Parker, Dwayne Wade, and Draymond. But if somehow Chris Paul got into the mix too, the just the IQ level five thousand that would happen. Mm. It's yep. gonna be great. It's gonna yep. be absolutely fantastic. But Kyle, I think that about does it this week for the show. I think we, uh, I think we, think we kind of hit all of our bases. But hey, if there's anything you guys think we missed, by all means, please make sure to hit us up over at Forty Eight Minutes Network. It's at Forty Eight Minutes N T W R K. Got a lot of cool things going on lately on the Twitter feed. Taylor's been doing his college basketball bets. Been getting some NBA bets going. Tim started doing daily fantasy lineups. lot of cool stuff over there on the twitter so make sure to give us a follow over there kyle any other anything else for the good people before we're out of here
1: yes go leave a five-star review we appreciate it let us know what you think um and also i'll leave you with this andrew wiggins starting more all-star games for his career then paul pierce love you guys
0: thanks for listening to shot callers make sure to subscribe to the 48 minutes network wherever you're listening to your podcast and leave us a review if you like what you're hearing also, be sure to give us a follow on Twitter over at 48 Minutes Network. I'm gonna stop and give you all the love I